Friends, I invite you to open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 5. As we've continued our series through the book of Hebrews, uh, this is the last one for a little while. We'll take one chapter at a time. Some of these we're going to have to start dividing up just because there's a lot of content. There's a lot of um, dense things to go through. But today we open to Hebrews chapter 5. And where we're picking up is with this idea of Jesus as high priest. That's where chapter 4 ended with this encouragement to approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may find mercy and grace in our time of need. We'll pick up with this idea of Jesus as high priest. You'll hear an interesting word about a guy named Melchizedek, but we're going to come back to him in chapter 7 where the author has more to say about that. Um, But we'll go down to the end of the chapter closes with actually the strongest... Um, the strongest critique that the author of Hebrews has for the first readers of it um, when the letter was first written and for us today. And so as we go from this idea of Jesus as high priest, we're going to end with a pretty strong warning, with somewhat of a challenge, with an admonishment to the church that this was written to. And as it was written to them, so it is also written to us today. But before we read God's word together in Hebrews chapter 5, let's pray. God, we thank you that you accept our worship when we are dancing our hearts out and when we are reading thoughtfully, when we are thinking, when we are turning our attention to you. So now may our attention turn towards you. May you speak to us through your word. By your Holy Spirit, may your word be living and active, judging the thoughts and intentions of our hearts even today. So speak to us today, O God. For we, your servants, listen. In the holy name of Christ we pray, amen. Hebrews chapter 5. Every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray, since he himself is subject to weakness. This is why he has to offer sacrifices for his own sins, as well as for the sins of the people. And no one takes this honor on himself, but he receives it when called by God, just as Aaron was. In the same way, Christ did not take on himself the glory of becoming a high priest, but God said to him, you are my son. Today I have become your father. And he says in another place, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. But But he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him and was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. 
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When I was still in my martial arts days and fighting competitively, there was a school, and I'm going to try really hard to not accidentally say the name of the city where they're from, because I'm sure there's nice people in that city, and they weren't all bad. But there was a certain city that had a school, a Taekwondo school, and they were known to be, well, cheaters. But there was something else that was interesting about how their um, competitors in tournament worked. They purposely stayed at a lower rank and did not advance up the ranks. So how many different martial artists do we have here? I know we've got Zach, Claire, we've got some others. Oh, Grant, I didn't know you were also doing that too. Um, and so there's quite a few different steps to go through to get up to the level of black belt. And what we noticed in this particular place is that these students would get to green belt and start sparring and they would stay. This should take a few months to go green up to the next level. There should be another belt test. You should be moving up. You should be leveling up to the next rank. But they would stay. And so this school would have someone of every rank that would stay that rank for a year, maybe two years. Why were they not leveling up? Why were they not advancing up to the next rank? Simple, they liked to win. And the easiest way to win is to stay at a lower level and get really good at that level and not go up at all. Because you know what, when you take a belt test and you go up to the next level, or if you're going from JV to varsity, or if you're moving uh, from second chair to first chair, it's a little bit intimidating because you go up the next level and the competition's a little bit steeper, the pressure's a little bit higher, the resistance is a little bit greater. And so it's always a little bit intimidating to move up to the next level. When you level up, you're gonna be the small fish in the big pond all over again. And you might lose. A great way to win over and over and over again in tournament is to just stay at the level you are. And the instructor looked really good because they had a state champion at every single belt level. Oh, look, somewhere in Indiana has a state champion in sparring at green belt, purple belt, blue belt, brown belt, red belt, and probationary black belt level. Their black belts weren't so good because they stayed so low for so long. They would not level up. And they got to win year after year after year. But you know what? The only people they're hurting were themselves. And we asked our instructor, how do we fight against these folks who, I'm a green belt now. They've been a green belt for two years running the same drills. Everybody else has moved on. They've just gotten really good at this lower level. How do we fight them? How do we win? And his instruction was, for one, Hit them as hard as you possibly can because they deserve it. So I'm not saying we were good people, but we were honest. And the other thing he said was, all right, he's like, fight weird. Fight weird. Because they've been running the same drills for a year or two. They don't know how to adapt. So if you can do anything that's unexpected, something that's just different from the drills they're used to doing, you'll throw them off. You'll win. And that's exactly how we beat those people, those competitors of ours. Because if you don't level up, you will not grow. 
And the whole challenge at the end of Hebrews is the same challenge that, well, this, le this letter should be read there if that Taekwondo school is even still going. If they are, they probably got a lot of state titles. If they're not, good. But honestly, the closing of Hebrews 5 says, you know, we have more to say about this. We have more to teach. We have more to build you up with. But you know what? You're no longer trying to understand. You're not trying to level up. You're not trying to grow, to get up where maybe there's a little bit more competition. Maybe in our faith, we do the same thing as the those people who stay at a low level. Because if we grow in our faith, we're going to get more resistance from the enemy. If we do step out in faith, we might fail, and that might be embarrassing. If we try to grow and get deeper, we're going to face more pressure, more resistance, and it's going to be making life just a little bit harder, even if it's a little bit more joyful. And then, if we're not willing to level up, we lose sight of the goal. We lose sight of the goal of being one who is mature. And as Hebrews 5 closes out, solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil because they have grown, because we become better fighters by fighting people who are better than us. And in faith, we don't need to fight, but iron sharpens iron, says the book of Proverbs. When we immerse ourselves with people who are going to grow alongside of us, we grow alongside of them. One of the things that's expected of you in martial arts is as you raise up the ranks, it is an expectation built into the system that you then also train those of lower rank. So you get your green belt, you're going to do some drills with white belts. By the time you're a brown belt, you've got to be teaching forms to yellow and orange belts. You are training those beneath you because for one, it's a responsibility to pass on what you've learned. And for two, it makes you learn your own work better when you have to teach it to someone else. And that's exactly what Hebrews 5 closes with. By this time, you should be teachers, says verse 12. You ought to be teachers, but instead you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again because you're not leveling up. Because we found a level that we say, here, this is good, this is comfortable, this is safe, this is where I can do really, really well, and I can win, win, win. If I level up, it's going to be a little scary. It's going to be stepping out in faith, and I might lose. And so we don't level up. I wonder, people of God, are there times where you can catch yourself saying, you know what, maybe I am trying to not level up. Do we follow the pattern of the students from, almost said it, from that place that don't level up? Because we know what we know. And we like knowing what we know. It's comfortable. It's good. It feels safe. But there's no growth there. And the whole chapter of Hebrews 5, and really the whole book, is all about growing in maturity, about knowing who Jesus is, that, that Jesus himself is just a whole level up above and beyond us. But you know what? When we think about who we want to be most like, and we heard it in Confession and Assurance, and we hear from Scott from Doors of Hope that Doors of Hope is about giving the hope that has a name, Jesus. That when we think about who we want to be like, we do get some earthly role models, but that the growth and maturity isn't about becoming the same level as someone here on earth, but we're always pointing towards the goal of growing into the maturity of Christ. And this is why the chapter opens with this reminder that every high priest, every leader, every teacher that you have in church 
No one of them is going to be perfect. We are going to fall short. We're going to fail. Your pastors, your elders, your deacons, your Sunday school teachers and youth group leaders, all of them are going to fail at some point or another. This is why we're told every high priest, they can deal gently because they know what it's like to sin and go astray. But they also are still called to do what they do. So they deal gently, but they're, follow, they're fallible. But hopefully we're all trying to level up, to get to that next level of spiritual maturity, of knowledge, of the growth and depth that we're to. To not stay where we only do what we already know how to do. That's not stepping out in faith. That's Peter staying on the boat until finally he did jump out of the boat. And we say, oh, he fell in so fast, but he did get out of the boat. That's not holding back or to say, you know what? If I stay where I'm at in my faith, maybe there'll be less pressure. Maybe it'll be a little bit easier. And when that becomes our mindset, then we become like those who deserved these words in Hebrews 5 of saying, you know what? You're not trying to understand. We're not trying to push forward. We ought to be teaching, but holding back. We set our goals high. And we let Jesus set the goals for us. And we move up. We level up over time. And you know what? If you level up in Taekwondo, at some point, you're going to get the snot kicked out of you. Just true. Just happens. I have video footage of it happening to me, but it's all in VHS, so it's hard to access now. Thanks, Mom and Dad. You're going to get beat up sometimes, but you're going to grow and learn. And you're not going to do any of that growth and learning alone. But if we lose sight, then we get stuck. And I think the victories at a lower rank, if you could have moved up, if you could have leveled up, but you stayed, those victories are pretty hollow. They're pretty easy. And eventually we find that we're doing the things that we can do all on our own. We're not leveling up to say, God, if you're calling me out a little bit further, a little bit forward, that's a little scary, but that's the space where we need God again. That's not the space where we can do it on our own. That's saying, I'm going to go up to the next level and I'm going to need some help from the communion of saints and from Christ himself. Jesus himself leveled up and God leveled up the playing field of salvation. And like I say, we'll come back to Melchizedek. But one thing just to know today, in case that wording is confusing, we don't know what's going on, just to know this. There would have been Pharisees in the days that the book of Hebrews was written that would have said there is no way Jesus can act as your high priest because he's from the wrong tribe. Jesus was what? From the tribe of Judah? Priests are from the tribe of Levi. There's no way that Jesus can be your high priest. And the author of Hebrews says, nuh-uh. God leveled up the playing field. God made a level up and said, you know what? Your earthly leaders are good, but they're never going to be enough for the perfection of salvation. So I'm going to give you a priest in the order of Melchizedek that's no longer about human genealogy, but is about heavenly ordination. Because that's the priest that we need to approach the throne of grace with confidence. And friends, as Hebrews 5 closes with, that chi with this kind of chide and challenge, it should put us back to the end of Hebrews 4. Because if we're going to level up, we're going to need to approach that throne of grace with confidence so that we may find mercy and receive grace in our time of need. Play it safe, there won't be much need. Level up, and there will be great need. And when we have need, we turn to God.
level up, and at some point, you're going to be out of your league, and you will fail. You'll get beaten. You'll get defeated, but it's only temporary. But you know what the best part of losing is? What you learn. Let's pray. God, give us the strength and courage to level up in our faith that we may step out, that we may step forward, that we may take on the challenge, that we may say that we're going to try to do the very things that we say, oh, I could never, I could never do that. I could never help that way. For all of the I could nevers that we can come up with, God, give us one where you point our hearts and make your voice loud enough that we can't ignore it. Keep nudging us again and again that we can no longer not pay attention. And help us to level up, to take on that next level where we're going to get bumped and bruised, where life's going to be a little bit harder. But we will learn to find mercy and receive grace in our time of need. Lord, may our goal always be to be more like you. Not that we can ever be totally like you, but we, may we never give up on striving, striving closer to you, leveling up to be more like you, to be in closer fellowship with you, to speak and, and think and act the way you did, Jesus. May you give us the courage to level up, to grow in our faith, that we might teach those and, and grow beyond just elementary truths, though the basics matter and they are good. Help us to level up from I could never do that to I learned how. Thanks be to God for all that we learn. Amen.